G'day guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of Don't Threaten Me Off A Good Time. Today, Nick and I talk about uh, how we would fake our own deaths. We talk out of our league about dogs, rattle off a few facts that are actually true this time, and of course, we chat about croquettes. Shh, this is a library. If you ever cross me again, I'm going to grab you by the penis and I'm going to cut your whole body off, Nick. Oh, sorry, I didn't realise we'd started recording. Uh, g'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of Don't Threaten Me For Good Time. Uh, must have enjoyed just hearing a bit of behind the scenes audio just then. Bit of off-ear chat. Yeah, but uh, that's nothing to worry about. Are you a bit hyperactive because you've had your fifth croquette in two days? <laughs> yeah, um, I'd tell you what, the Fresh Choice croquettes versus the Bakerman's croquettes. Similar cutter? No, uh, that one that I just had, I don't know what was in there, but it was like chewy on the outside and then like sort of flaky, spongy on the inside, whereas those Bakeman ones, mate, they are just like, they're like, I don't know. Are they adult fish fingers? Hmm? Uh, Are croquettes adult fish fingers? No, I think fish fingers are adult fish fingers. Do you not delve much? Never. Never get the fish fingers going? No. No, no. Um, (laughs) No. What's the ultimate? (laughs) How much are you biting your tongue? What's the Um, ultimate? What's the ultimate filling for a croquette? Um, chicken. Seafood chowder? Ooh, that's not a thing, though. It'd be so hot. Is it not a thing? Not yet. I'm sure it exists how somewhere. Do you, how do you... Do you make the batter and deep fry it and then inject it with the, no. the, the liquid? No, you build it round it. So you put the... You put it flat and you make it into like a line, kind of like a burrito, and then you cook it and then you fold it up, then you deep fry it. How do you know that? I'm just assuming my years of culinary experience, <laughs> my years of cook, cooking wizardry. Mm, yeah, so, no, it wasn't the great greatest croquette. Um, good to start the day off with a swim, though. Yes, today. it has been, yep. Two minutes. Two Ooh, minutes in the icy, cold, wintry water. Which uh, doesn't sound like long, but uh, as uh, everyone knows out there, two minutes is a long time. It's uh, actually who- quite respectable, and uh, there's nothing to laugh about if someone is uh, in there for less than two. Yeah, pers- in the sea. Personal record breaking for us, actually, two <laughs> minutes today. So yeah, um, I'm normally, yeah. In and out. A two pump chump, as um, they say. Okay, righto. Let's move on from that. <laughs> now, it was good to get out, see the sunrise, have a coffee, and have a bit of a morning swim. Yeah, it was lovely, eh? It really sets you up for the day. Yeah, I say, uh, you say that as you're rubbing your eyes, looking very tired, yawning. I'm so salty, mate. I feel like the salt really stretches. It feels like I've had a facelift. Does your react, uh, skin react worse to salt water or chlorine? Mmm. Chlorine. Yeah? No, salt. Neither. Neither. I feel like after a swim you can feel, you feel saltier, but after being in a chlorinated pool I feel like I really need a shower. I quite like what salt water does to my hair. It's kind of like nature's hair gel. It looks cool, eh? Yeah, it looks like surfy. Matted. No, not so much matted. No, but like, you know, like it's sort of like... Yeah, it doesn't look throwy. I'm sort of a... You could have a yuck throw. Yeah, I could run a yuck afro away. Like a balding afro, like a a V (laughs) at the front for the receder and then just an absolute weight. It wouldn't go down. Like I could never go like shoulder length here. It would grow up and then sag. It'd be cold. You'd look like a juggalo, but we don't need to go back into no, juggalo. No, we don't need to delve back down that, that we don't need naughty to go, terrain. We don't need to go into juggalo chat this week. So I was a little bit concerned today when we went out because 
it, it was pretty fresh and mm. you sort of your body seizes up and I was thinking imagine if like a big rip takes us out here now they're not getting the boats out first thing in winter they're going to see two guys wearing boardies in the ocean they would definitely they, get the boats out there was no one there for a start at the oh, right. I double checked but did you? well there's no flags out. that's what I mean they're going to be probably be like if you want to go for a swim in winter you're as good as dead but I was thinking if a rip takes us out do you think that would be the way you'd go if you were going to fake your own death would you would you just well, let I mean, a rip take you out and then go down like in the Italian job get oxygen put under you and taken away round the pier and then I said oh, I was the last I ever saw of him oh well that's what I was going to say you need to have witnesses because I yep. mean you could do that get out of the scene drive off and no one's actually seen you you need to tell someone but could you be look like, I'm going for a swim yeah, there you I'm go. going for a swim and then just never be seen again uh, well do you know what it's actually called when you fake your own death what pseudocide is it yep like a, a sued must mean like one okay a pseudonym I'm not sure what that is but yeah. um, it's something it's a word uh, I have given this a wee bit of thought not, <laughs> which is not that I'd do it but uh, yeah. if I was going to fake my own death and I've got quite the intricate plan uh, so if you were, if you were but taking, I don't know if I should share it on air just in case I need to do it at some stage of my life if you're taken in horrifically tragic circumstances before this uh, episode comes to air everyone's like just the del- ultimate prank just delete it it's like delete Andy, the file it's like Andy Kaufman you know the old yeah. comedian apparently for years after there's still been a theory he once said I think in an interview that you know he'd leave it 20 years after his death and then reveal himself as the ultimate prank mm. apparently it's like the ultimate bit of comedy to be able to feed that and come back and yep. relive it all to his supporters so every year there's if they've reached these dates they're saying oh no he's coming back so it's like well he actually was taken horrifically he's, before his time and died of cancer yeah. um, or did he did he no he did or did he yeah <laughs> or <laughs> but he did he he did he mm. so <laughs> so my way that I was going to fake my own death I feel like it's got to be something outrageous mm-hmm. to almost stranger than fiction. Yep. So I was thinking, yeah, what you do is you fabricate a wife, okay? Okay. So Make her out of fabric. Pretty much, yeah, you, you crochet her. Yep. So I was thinking, get a fabricated wife, a mm-hmm. fake wife, and she lives somewhere close by. So let's say I've met this beautiful girl in Australia. Mm-hmm. She's six foot... Blonde, slim, tanned, gorgeous, great jawline, all the rest. Completely and utterly out of your league, but go on. And then what you do... You've, the story's is, already um, that unbelievable. No, no, <laughs> yeah, people already know that. Questioning there's, it. There's holes all, the, all through it, and you think, yeah, I've met her. No one in this country's met her yet because there's border restrictions, right? Yeah. Maybe pick her in Melbourne uh, yeah. or somewhere like that. And so she's kind of arty, but kind of like... Kind of edgy, but kind of yeah. cool as well. She's not as high maintenance as Sydney and not as laid back as Brisbane. No, and not even near Tasmania. Yeah. And then or you say, okay, so I can't get over there to see my new wife that I've somehow met through Instagram or, you know, um, Tinder Travel or something like she's that. Like the sun, she's like the summer holidays girlfriend from school that none of your friends want to see, but you've got a the one that you went all, yeah. The one that you went all the way with, but no one's there to prove it. You see it Totranui every year, yeah. but it doesn't have social at, media. At the campsite. And oh, yep. she's hot. And you're older. Always older. Yeah. And I say, well, in some romantic act, I'm going to go see this beautiful woman. Let's call her Samantha. Yep. Just for the sake of the story. Sam and Samantha. Very believable oh, wow. once again. Just, that might come to play later. Just you wait. So... I'm going to kayak over to see her because right. some people have attempted that before. Yeah. And zero, let me just let for our listeners, zero kayaking experience. Um, me and dad took it out on the Avon river last year. Okay. So not like trans Tasman. <laughs> no. Sea kayaking. No, really. yeah. never anything like that. But then I make it over obviously to Aussie 
but that's where I fake my own death. I fake it on the kayak on the way across, mm-hmm. and then I assume the identity of the fabricated woman. That's why she's a six foot tall, gorgeous blonde with a great jawline, pretty much a female version of myself. Mm-hmm. I become her, get the insurance payout, don't have to share the money with anyone, and I can live my life over in Australia. Got a quiet, a, a gripe, I should say. How do you get the insurance payout? Do you previously write a will to your new wife before you leave? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, just... a, it's, it's life insurance that I've taken out with my fake wife who's in Australia. Okay, so when she writes to your... I just have to be a, a tranny for the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah, that's fine. You'd adapt to that. Yeah, start um, lifting weights. Yeah, you might get a spot on the Olympic team. Um, for just argument's sake, you write to your uh, your parents, yep. your wife's in-laws, shall we say, oh, so the, the, next, oh, yep, of, the yep. next of kin, and... You say, hi, I'm here to claim your son's whole estate, mm-hmm. even though I was very encouraging in the kayak trip that he was neither prepared nor experienced in. But I've actually made it as well. Yeah, That's yeah. That's the thing. That, that may be the most unbelievable part of the story. <laughs> that's um, the, no, that's the most believable. Do you start, did you start transitioning before you left? Into a woman? Yes. Well, I don't know you how You kind of have woman features I know, I'm quite, other than the breasts. I'm quite fine featured. Um, uh, there's a name for that. I can't remember what it is. But anyway... Uh, I don't know. So I go over, and then when and then I'm over in Aussie, I get it. I get all the all the plastic surgery done and all yep. that sort of stuff. And then maybe, maybe as the woman, I start transition. I start transitioning back into a man. Okay. So I say I'm this heartbroken woman called Samantha, mm-hmm. and I'm all distraught about my beloved Sam passing away on this romantic kayaking trip. Mm-hmm. Um, people probably wouldn't believe that I would drown on that kayaking trip because I am a bit of an athlete. They'd probably be like, Sam would always make that in a mm-hmm. heartbeat, but besides the point. And then I start transitioning back into Sam as yep. a homage to myself, and then I can just live my normal life, and I get away with it as the perfect crime. Oh, and I ride, right. and I'll, I'll let you and the listeners in on that plan. Okay. So, yeah. So keep, keep if it you to see yourselves. me trying to get my grade four bloody kayaking certification... Start raising a few eyebrows. Start asking a few Well, mine's not quite as elaborate as that and not, not quite as well thought out. Because um, <laughs> that one's foolproof, eh? Yeah, it's probably, one. this one's probably a tad less believable. But my theory would be I'd get in full armour. Oh, yeah. So, like, medieval armour. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd also adopt the Lady Gaga meat suit on top of the armour so no one could actually see the armour. Mm-hmm. And then I would uh, cut a hole. No, actually, I'd go on the Willow Bank... Uh, the, Arana Park Lions Tour. Oh, yeah. In the back of the ute. I'd pay off um, one of the uh, zookeepers to leave the door slightly ajar, and I'd wander off, and I'd let all the lions attack me. Mm-hmm. So everyone was screaming, no one would want to intervene because of the meat, obviously. Yep. But there'd be such a fine circle around me that it would be hiding the armour. So once the lions had ripped a all... fine the... circle of lions? Yeah, or... of okay. lions. So like a pack of lions oh, okay. all around not me. British, all... Not the British and Irish lions. No, no, no. Not the not the three lions football team. Yeah. Um, and they would all be mauling me, mm-hmm. and um, then everyone would be screaming, running away. While everyone goes, I just burst out of the armour, spreading the meat in a 360 degree to nice. get rid of the lions. Yeah, nice. Um, or sleeping and, pills. And we yep. get some sleeping pills in there? No, hey, this is not your death. Sorry, sorry. It's not your death. Yeah. Um, and then by that stage, I run off, take um, like refuge in the nearby paintball facility over just from Arana <laughs> yeah, Park nice, through there. Nice. Lay low still for a few Still in the armour? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, the armour's burst off as part of the routine. So you're completely naked now? Yes, completely naked. Yep, yep. that's fine. Because, again, athlete like yourself, I'm a bushman. Yeah, yeah. Then I go over there. Um, I'd lay low for a couple of days while 
obviously. In the paintball facility. Yeah. Maybe in the hut that's the red team's base on the back right. Yeah. There's nice. no, there's nothing left of me. The autopsy's done. No one can get close enough to the lines because they're feral now. They've had a taste of... And they of... think the meat's you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they yeah. think that I've done. And, um, you know, no one's going to pick it up and say, why wasn't it wearing a medieval helmet? Because that would just be in pieces. And it's my... also just insensitive. Yeah. As well. Um, but they're so, not going to pick it up and be like, why, if this is Nick's carcass, is there a chicken drumstick? Mm. <laughs> They'd say, why is there a German bratwurst that has gone <laughs> uneaten? No, that would be believable. Um, <laughs> so, hear me out. I stay at the paintball for a, for a number of days. Mm-hmm. I sneak over to Karinga Golf Shop after dark, yep. load myself up with snacks, buy... And are you going to dress yourself yet? Dress myself there. Nice. Full golfing attire. <laughs> I enter the Korean golf school there as a man that actually um, that actually was grew up in Korea but has western parents but still is not fluent in English so I learn Korean on the hop yeah yeah do it easy then I make the Asian golf tour nice relocate to Seoul but, become, so you make the tour in New Zealand no no so I'm a prospect coming out of the school yeah. that's why they pay for me close to the airport don't have to delve back into the city yeah nice go over to Seoul perfect my karaoke I've already got a love for the Korean barbecue and soju mm. and I set myself up over there in Korea yeah very nice and you're a professional golfer oh that already that I've already got that in my arsenal yeah exactly much so, like my but ability. what about are you going to get life insurance but you don't need it don't need it so that's when make... that's when snoopers come in when there's insurance payouts that's yeah when that's when snooping yeah, around that's where start... my issue's going to lie yeah yeah absolutely well who we, knows? Could, we could link up in Bali I was about to say you know I've got I've got a great set of tits by then yep and um, sure, I've got no, not of... that that means anything but you know I've got you... a lot of money so I'll probably be, be like, into weird shit who's <laughs> <laughs> who's this beautiful transvestite <laughs> blonde man and this white Korean golfer uh, just that, hanging out on the beach that seems to who have, never take their sunnies off and who is representing Korea but has really poor Korean <laughs> so yeah there you go mate I reckon both very pl- I reckon people have already done that to be honest I reckon that's already happened I tell you one thing that would absolutely bring us down the most out of anything is when we got to Bali we just get too silly on those coloured bucket drinks oh yeah the sugar the, content we've talked about them in and, the past and, and all that silly stuff start blabbing it's like you guys want to hear a loose yarn yeah like faked my own death everyone's like yeah took that, a, that would be us. took on the identity of my uh, illegitimate not illegitimate fabricated wife yeah made out of crochet and I'm a 15 year old Korean golf prospect <laughs> uh, the um Nick, the Korean old, golf prospect the the downfall would be as our listeners so uh, graciously have realised that have hung in with us. We're quite uh, flappy mouthed. Yeah, so that's the thing. The thing is, couple of couple of schooners deep. We start telling everyone. Yeah, it's so amazing. Look, I'll FaceTime my family. I'll surprise They'll them. They'll have no idea. Yeah, they're all in tears and wearing black. So you know, you get a bit silly on the drinks in some of those countries, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and the alcohol content's through the roof. It's damn near ninety-one unleaded in some of those buckets, and the bin tanks go down. Faster than an ACDC groupie. Yeah. What's your ultimate hangover cure? Do you prefer Do you prefer a warm climate? You know, where you can relax in a hammock, you can get a bit of aircon on, you can have... In a hammock? You know, like... like overseas. A, a, or if you're in a warm... Like me and you in Bali after yeah. faking your own death. Do you prefer... Put it this way. Do you prefer a summer hangover where you can lie outside on the lawn, the weather's warm, or do you prefer a nice wintry hangover where you can get in the duvet, the weather's raining outside, the heat pump's on? You know, what's your, mm. what's your go-to hangover stay, cure? Stay in the cot all day. I think when it's windy and rainy outside you feel less guilty about staying in bed yeah because let's be honest there's a lot of hungover days where you just stay in bed and it's a beautiful day and Mm -hmm. that's when you feel guilty as well as feel like an absolute 
bag of rubbish after, you know, drinking a skinful. Um, I've got a weird one, actually. Mm-hmm. In terms of weather, obviously sun out. If I can bring myself to get outside, drinking the water from the gherkin jar oh. is what I do when I'm hungover. Yeah, see... It's an old Polish uh, thing. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Your face just says... And I don't know what you know of that pogo stick, by the way. It looks like you're... It's keeping me balanced. It's okay. focused. It's for my ADD. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the water from the gherkin water or pickle mm-hmm. water is a, a age-old Polish hangover cure, and that's where the pickleback shots come from. Is it from you know, the... Sh- pi- you know picklebacks? Where yep. you have whiskey and pickle juice... And because the salt and the water and the brine is supposed to do something, so the pickleback re- your brain or something. I think I think the pickleback shots are known to cure hangovers because they just get you pissed again. That that's ah, is at the, it's the not hair the, of the dog. It's not the gherkin water. No, it's the whiskey. How much of it are you talking? Like a probably tumbler? A, probably a jar. No, yep. probably just like a, a just a good swig out of the jar. Mm. Um, Curable yeah, on the enamel. See, yeah, well, you know, you do it's it. The risk you take. What about yeah? What about the copious amounts of tequila shots and lemon you've had the night before? It's probably not great for your enamel either. I think tequila gets a hard rap on nights out, and I may have seen I it think in the past. Completely shit. It's like you have twenty drinks and you have a shot of tequila in town. You wake up dusty as all fuck, and then you think, <laughs> oh Jesus, tequila did it. Or you drink the tequila, you're like oh tequila makes me sick. It's like, well, how about the thirteen bloody Marys? Mary, yeah, the thirteen yeah. bloody Marys you've had. See, I quite but like tequila's shit because just going back to that quickly. You're hiding one thing that tastes like shit with two things that taste like shit. Lemon and salt are shit to have on their own, and so is tequila. Have them all together, they're all rank. It's a potion pungent. Yeah, um, but you obviously like it. So yeah, no, what I was saying is... 17-year-old girls. You actually touched on it then, saying, I actually like a breakfast cocktail if I'm hungover, like a Bloody oh. Mary. Bit of spice really blows the waters open. I think the espresso martinis are really breakfast cocktail to be honest yeah too hyperactive for me better than mimosas no i love a mimosa okay. um what i was going to say to you before is when we just duck back to the weather chat mm. i feel like if you can actually muster yourself to get up and go and just lie in the warm sun or mm. under a shady umbrella the hangover disappears faster than if you lie around and just like wallow Inside. in the warm air yeah you know like that when you can sort of chip when you walk into a hungover room and you can so oh, it's heavy yeah it's wallowing, heavy. Your own, wallowing in your own filth eh? it's like an absolute uh you know tornado coming in the room mm, is it i don't know depends how hungover you are maybe really. if you're in auckland yeah <laughs> do you are you an eater when you're hungover yes oh see the thing that i do when i'm hungover is i leave it quite late to eat and i sort mm. of push my day back and then i'll end up staying up that night just dicking around on my phone mm. um just watching Netflix. youtube videos yeah <laughs> so, nothing x-rated nothing else uh and yeah, I just end up having really bad sleeps, and right. then it sort of carries on. But I think the best thing to do when you're hungover is get out and move. Yeah. Go for a, a good, brisk walk, but you never want to do that. I often always tell myself, like... I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'll, or I'll do it one time where, like, if I'm away on a trip, I'll get up, and you know the, you know those ones where you're going away on a two-, three-day trip where drinking the next day is just a non-negotiable. You mm. just have to find a way through it. You'll have a bit of a walk... And then you'll have a feed early. And all of a sudden you're like, shit, I should just do this all the time. But I'm with you on that. It is hard to muster. You never do it. But that's why when you're in different cities and stuff, because you're actually like, okay, I'm in a different city. I need to get out and do something. Yeah. And it's kind of classic because you're doing like sightseeing oh. things. Mm. What's the, have you ever had a sightseeing or some sort of excursion when you've gone and 
done it in a different country and you've had like some big plan the next day and you've just been like horrendously embarrassingly hung over for well i Probably did a few i was um snorkeling on the pp islands in thailand mm. and we were super up for it and obviously you know like we've already spoken at the start of this intro of this little segment is um things can one thing can lead to another very quickly in those countries with the price of alcohol the atmosphere the heat the socialising. So we had the a big... pushy bartenders. Absolutely. Well, they're not so pushy. The greedy client is more me. <laughs> yeah, the, the greedy patron. Um, but we'd had a big night and we're like, right, first thing in the morning. And you know, with those things, it's you're up very early. Yep. You've got to do all the briefings. You've got to sign all the shit. And then you've got to bus... Buses. You haven't paid the $5 extra for the air conditioning yeah. in your room. Buses in some sort of weird way in those sort of countries. A 5K journey can take an hour mm. with the stopping and yep. the... Popping on to have lunch at the bloody guy's family's the place. pushing on souvenirs, all that sort of crap. So we had this real big night and I got up and I was like, right, you know those ones that hit you when you get up and you pretend you're better than you are? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Cold water on the face. And I'm just sitting in the back of the bus. Anyway, That's when you're still pissed and then it happens like a couple of hours later. Yeah, because I can sometimes be a bit, if I wake up and I'm still a bit, bit on the terps, I can sometimes be a bit goody giddy and be like oh i'm so good right up right. bit funny and jovial yeah well so i go around this shady as shit fucking it's swerving all around the hills and it's all bloody bouncy roads and all that finally get on the boat de- petrol diesel riding my grill lot tight life jacket they don't make them for the bigger gentlemen in asia as we've talked about i didn't realize they made them in general over there yeah and we go into the thing and dive in yep I thought, oh, dive into the water, that'll get me sorted. Yeah, nah, nice. Too, too brisk a movement, and I just uh. fill the mask with vomit. Uh, <laughs> First thing. Just... Oh, you were wearing the full, the old school scuba suit. No, nah, no. Nah. It goes right over the head. Nah, so I was like trying to get my, I oh. dived in, water in the goggles, and I'm oh. trying to get it off, and I'm just dry reaching. It's just like, it's too much pressure on the and eyes. And you put all, you, all your guts is just flips upside down as well, isn't it? Well, that's. From diving in. That's the other trick that I wanted to talk about before is, I've got I've got a little bit of a tip for myself now, so it's not really a tip from a hot I already tip, know it. Hot tip. Yeah. Um, hot tips of Nick. I have a bottle of water on the nightstand mm-hmm. and I wake up dusty and I have the dry mouth, but I only take little sips. Okay. Because quite often I'll get up, dying of thirst, go downstairs, chop Scullin. a huge skull, a big glass, and then that makes my tummy a bit more crook. Mm. It's like a big tidal wave going in and just getting under all the yeah. God knows what. So eventually after I Gave the fish a bit of food. I was yeah, all nice. right. But yeah. yeah, what about yourself? Very Anything? generous of you. Anything off the top of the head that comes to mind? Um, I had I had one. Well, probably a many. Mm-hmm. But uh, one that really sticks out for me is when I was in Tokyo and I was just horrendously hungover, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And I would have actually told this yarn before when I spewed in the Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I that, think our listeners are familiar with that. That was a shocker. Um, it's always tough at a coffee shop because it's loud wooden floors. Well, no, it wasn't on the floors and the and the. Bathroom. No, but just the noise. Oh yeah, the echoes. noise of chairs it's scraping echoes. and it's all cramped and it's always warm. Mm. It's just not great um, terrain. Yeah, that, I was actually I actually had we had a huge night in London and the next day we had this double decker sightseeing bus tour just to get around the city and just take some things off because we weren't there for very long that time. And it was the 36 degree London heat wave. And we, okay. none of us have opted for water on the bus. Sunscreen? No. And you know me. Well, and you know yourself, obviously, as well. I'm not dumb enough. I'm sun smart. But because, mate, I'm getting sunburned off this light at the moment. So, yep. yeah, not fun. But, hey. Hey, you learn those things. you got to do it. You want to know a funny fact about Starbucks? No. No, of course not. Well, you're going to hear it of anyway. Because it it's not about you. It's about the people listening to this podcast. Of course. Tens um, of them. Tens so, of them. they when... um. They approach Shaquille O'Neal, mm-hmm. um, 
when he was because he's obviously a bit of a um he's got all these gyms and taco bells and cut he's a real businessman he's yep. not a businessman he's a business man yep. um shout out jigger um and he ends up they approach him with this portfolio like these businessmen like he's got big shares in google and all this yeah, right. he used to go to the beverly hills hotel sit down and listen to businessmen talking if it perked up his idea he'd go over and be, be like oh what's that you're talking about and they're like yeah. oh no nah, don't worry about it Shaq like it's just a search engine that no one's like we're just it's in the very infancy of the product he'd be like I'll invest two million dollars in it right now so he's got all these Whoa. great returns on these investments yeah and this company approached him saying we want to get this coffee shop off the ground yeah like we're really passionate we think we can um you know deliver affordable coffee and rada yada yada all these plans for it and Shaq just turns around and goes not interested black people don't like coffee he would have put he would have made like three or four billion oh, yeah. off a million dollar investment because so it blew much. up so big in 20 years. Yeah. But he said, that's the sort of ones he's like, I will never ever invest in something that I'm not passionate about right from the get go. Yeah, it's very interesting. Fact. So that's just a wee fact about it. Have it's you. Like Aston Kutcher got offered um, to partner with Uber in mm. their first like couple of months and he just said, nah. He's quite a savvy sort of guy. He's eh? a, he said, taxis are already locked up all over the world. There's taxis everywhere. No one's going to want to do it from their phone. And look at that now. Isn't, Even though Uber didn't turn a profit for the first couple of years. Isn't but. it funny how things that are so set up in your life, you think, you know, imagine if someone told you 15 years ago that the CD will be null and void now. Things yeah. that are just so established as part of your life can just vanish overnight. What do you reckon is on the way is going to be out soon? What I do you like re- to say books. Yeah, I, book- I reckon books might... I mean, books are still really nice to have and whatnot. But, I mean, there's still... E-books are still books, but the conventional book might actually be on its way out as well. Well, will there come du- a time... Durries where- as well. I reckon the... the uh, What's it called? The acoustic vape yeah. is on its way out. Because, obviously, everyone's vaping. Yeah. Well, not everyone, but people who... I mean, it's I've an generational met- thing, isn't I've it? I've met people who have never smoked a cigarette, but yeah. vape. Which seems a bit crazy because the vape obviously originally came around to be an anti-smoking thing, and all those vapo vapor bloody whatever they're called shops, they are supposed to be round as smoking alternatives to get people off cigarettes, but obviously people are getting onto them. Yeah. So I think just books, like the cines, books but, will have <laughs> books will have their nostalgia for yeah. a long time, like the records. Yeah. Like records sort of always have a place, but in terms of practicality, people don't often just throw on a record. Will it be a good thing to invest in a, in books? Do you I think? Know. I don't know. Nah, nah. it's like all, <laughs> all, all I'm sort of saying is magazines. I, I, yeah, they're gone already. If yeah. not, I just feel like I wonder what a library will look like in 15 years' time. Will you go in and everything? Will, you'll just open your hands and it will just be a digital book in front of you. It'd be like, quite cool. Like you tap something cool, and it like, opens up. Yeah. Like, so or, I mean, because you can get those Kindles and Kobos and stuff, which you swipe across, and they're like reading books. But if they could make it so it's like a holographic book, yeah. But is it the act of turning the page? I think it's the spine crack. The spine crack. You know, when you open a new yeah. book and there's yeah, or the big the tea spilt all over it, and the couple of frisky chapters and Fifty Shades that are stuck together. See, that you can't get that on a Kindle. When you used to put, like, tea on, like, you'd have a school project and you'd burn yeah. the edges to make it look like a map. Put it in the oven, and it's going to be very hard to flatten my uh, nice fancy tin foil for my Easter eggs with a Kindle. There you go. See, I like to keep my Easter egg wrappers nice and flat, because they're going to come in handy one day. Do you use them as a bookmark? My Easter egg wrappers? Yeah. No, I just get them nice and flat. Nice. It's, <laughs> and um, flat. I think that books will stay around for the immediate future, but I feel like they more and more 
every year lose their practicality for actual important use. Yeah. Like, at uni, do people, does anyone at uni or study anymore ever go to a library and like open a book and try and find something? like? No, was, everything's on. Even yeah. the, the texts are all online. Like, I got... I had this big, amazing idea a few months ago when I had an exam to hire the book out that we were learning about as an anatomy one and take it to the park because it was a nice day mm. and, you know, looked like this sort of, like, cool, smart sort of guy sitting under a tree and um, didn't work very well. And it's just big and heavy and it's like, oh, yeah, here's the book. It's, like, 2,000 pages. It, I like, can look up one up your, bit. Yeah, it takes up your whole bag. And the library, I was actually, I was like, oh, I want to get this book out of the library. And it's like, oh, why? Like, you know, it's just all on Your the library. You know, you know, it's all, it? yeah, you know, it's all. He just said, "Shh, no, it's all on the library server." So I think it's more practical. Yeah, wouldn't be too gutted about Darry's buggering off. While we're on the topic of books, mm-hmm. you're in, you're reading an interesting book at the moment, aren't you? I am, uh, and we're just going to take a quick break because I need to grab it because I left it in the car. Oh. So I'm currently reading 1,227 facts to blow your socks off. Right, and so you're puffing, so you're really excited <laughs> about this book. I've been running everywhere today. I'm all out of breath. So I don't know why they had just 1,227. Yep. Seems like a bit of a random figure, but I guess you've got to stop somewhere. Yep, where'd you get that from? I found it on the free shelf at the hostel. Right, so, so it's obviously in hot demand if someone's left it. Mate, 500,000, over 500,000 copies sold. So there's 500, over 500,000 people who are very well educated in this world. And yeah, do you want to give me a page? Well, just we'll get some facts out. Give us a couple off the head. Uh, go middle, a quarter of the book in. Okay, we'll go here. Open her up. What's the first one that comes to mind? Okay. Um, some of them I don't know what they actually mean, but that's a shit one. Okay. Well, oh, here we go. Literally, the, the second large, the second largest lake in Bolivia is called Lake Poopoo. And it's not a freshwater lake. That's a shit fact. Well, socks are well and truly... They're going up the <laughs> shin. If I'm honest, they're not blowing off. They're going up the shin. There are 35,112 golf courses in the world, and half of them are in the US. Really? Yeah, that's one for you, Nick. Where's this book published? Because I feel like there's a few more now. Sudan has more pyramids than Egypt. Shit, that's actually interesting. Yep. Steve and- Jobs was half Syrian. Was he? Has that been written in by a backpacker? Well, it's all written in pen. So, Steve Jobs was half Syrian and his annual salary as CEO of Apple was $1. That, to me, seems like... I don't know. If We'll do a bit more research on that. 43 million one-pound coins currently in circulation are forgeries. Okay. Why would you, for, why would you fraudulate a one-pound coin? Because no one suspects it. True, but Which it just seems got. like quite a lot of effort. I'd go more more importantly, who the hell sells 500,000 copies of that garbage that you got in front of you? <laughs> it's only cost one pound, but you can only buy it for fraudulated coin. Um, yeah, the Victorias made tie-pins out of a body part of the badger. Have a guess at what it was. The penis. <laughs> Correct. Was it? Yeah, they made tie-pins out of the badger's penis bones. Doesn't so the thing is we used to always say facts on this show that we'd just pull out of nowhere and people weren't sure if they were true. So now we actually have we can fact check each other. So if you ever try tell me that uh, the Victorians made tie-pins out of I don't know badger's tailbones, I'd say no, Nick. No, you're incorrect. They make them out of penis bones. There has to be something more accessible than a badger's penis in the Victorian times. 
Oh, this is one I read to you earlier. The mute swan is not actually a mute. Wow, that's so amazing. It's just introverted. It's a good book, though. It eh? doesn't like coming. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, books have no fucking hope if this is what we're reading in today's world. Because this <laughs> I don't is, know when this was published, eh? I don't know how it's published, when it's published. Hopefully there's not a sec- Hopefully, there's not 1,228 facts that blow your socks off. 1672, the Dutch killed and ate their prime minister. How would you cook Jacinda? Probably as a kebab. You reckon? Yeah. You wouldn't get much meat off her, eh? She'd be mm. like the Lone Star Rubs. I reckon. Yeah, they should bottle that sauce. <laughs> they should if, bottle that sauce. If, if, I think they do bottle that sauce. They do bottle that sauce. A lot of sugar in it. Is there? Yeah. Speaking sure. speaking of dining and cuisine, yep. are you a personal fan of, do you do your dishes whilst the meal's being cooked, or do you just pile them all in the sink, eat your dinner, and then um, do your dishes after? Um... I like to do them all in one lump sum because I don't like to waste too much water. And I feel like if you do them as you go, you're sort of distracted. But isn't it? And if you cook your food, then do them. Your food's going to get cold. I tried to jump down your throat because I'm quite passionate about this. Isn't (laughs) it better to just have your food, maybe put it in the oven on a low temp? No, it's it's going to keep cooking. No, not not necessarily. It is. Not on a fan bake. No, it's going to keep baking. Forgive me if a mashed potato is going to be slightly more baked. That's mm. all I eat, you see. Big carb <laughs> operator now. Yeah, see, big. Well, I mean, if you're just eating big plates of mashed potato, which are actually make some very difficult dishes to wash, because yeah. it looks like the pot's got dandruff. They become more, to my point, they become more difficult the longer you leave them. If you get on it straight away... And that's where the soaking comes in handy. No. Soaking is a lazy... Like, the only way that do soaking <laughs> watch, properly... Watch, watch it. Might offend a few listeners here when you say soaking's the lazy man's thing to do. Well, I was going to say soaking's only ever appropriate in the Amish community. <laughs> Those of you who don't know, look up soaking in the Amish community. Um, the good hue soak. Yes. but um, No, it's fine. It's, you soak when you have, you eat your dinner and you enjoy it hot, fresh, not overly cooked because you haven't put it in the oven for no, no. 20 minutes when you... Hey, what about, why don't you just cook all your food in the morning and then just leave it on a low temperature in the oven until you're ready to eat it? Now you're speaking about a slow cooker, which, we're, as we have discussed in the past, <laughs> is perhaps my favourite utensil, second only to the air fryer. Very good. Mum says air fryers are for bogans. Is that right? Yeah. Well, sign up my Skyline, Karen, <laughs> because they there's a book at Kmart that's healthy options for air fryers. So A whole book? A whole book. Well, is it as good as my book? You can't sit on the podcast and start reading out healthy options for air fryers. Well, you could, but yeah. Zucchini Um, chips. Oh, they sound quite nice. Um, Actually, something else that my mum actually wanted to put to the group here. um, Yeah. All two of us. I think this is a very good would you rather coming up, isn't it? It is a very good would you rather. And this actually came after, I didn't tell you this, uh, my parents' new dog. I got home the other day and it really smelt in there. And I thought, oh, Toby's been sick or something. And he'd taken a big shit on the nice rope rug. Uh, so obviously in the mashed through, it looked like someone had tried to eat in a bit of it. Well, I'm guessing I'm hoping it was him. I know you've <laughs> and, been back under the parents' and it, nest, and but... it was just me and him there, so I can't confirm nor deny that it was him. But, um, it just looks so appetizing. It just looks so appetizing, and I want to put in the air fryer, but not healthy. No, <laughs> true. But then uh, my mum said, "Would you rather clean up?" Okay, let's say equal amounts. Let's say a metre squared okay. of urine, vomit, feces, feces, blood, or 
That was it. Those four. Urine, vomit, feces, or blood. Yep. Urine. Yeah, I, was, I don't know why I was going for five then. I'm happy I didn't because it would have been some other bodily fluid that would have been extremely inappropriate. Urine. You'd rather go urine? Yeah. Do, what sort of cleaning utensils do you have? Hmm. Just your mouth. No, um, you... What, what, what would you like? Like, does it... Do I have to pick you up have the just, rug and wring it you, out like okay, a tea towel? No, all you have is 10 things of kitchen roll, 10 squares of kitchen roll. No, 10 squares of tissue. Yeah, 10 squares of t- tissue paper, yep. Um, Double ply, though. I would go still the urine. Still the urine? Because it's... Very th- dehydrated person. Fine. That's Someone who good. hasn't drunk water and... Has he been on a, a big, London... Big bender. A Lon- on- <laughs> London ro- empty rooftop bus tour. Yeah, it's me, me yep. at 4pm in bloody Piccadilly Circus. Yeah, so I'd still do urine, yeah. Really? You're not going to convince me in the other ones. Vomit. Uh, oh, vomit. Uh, take it or leave it. Well, I mean, not, not a preferred <laughs> option. Feces are just... Oh, I'd I'm be not, adding I'm to I'm the, not be, feces at nah, all. Like, some nah. people would just chill as with it. No, some people want it on them. Some people want it on their chest. Yeah, okay. so. I don't know any of those people, but yeah, I know. Well, we, we might. We might you might be sitting opposite one. Yeah. Who knows? Both yeah. jumping down each other's throat. Yeah. Blood. Yeah, not too bad. It's I'd sort of yuck. be asking about what bloods would be the most curious for me. The, the most suspect. Eh? It's like, where is this? You know, uh, is the person you're cleaning it up currently a suspect? Yeah. Is it okay? I actually got you for a pretty good gag the other day. Mm-hmm. The blood. Do you still yeah. believe that? No. Okay, that's good. So just for the listeners at home, uh, my sister's poor cat, Freddie, got into some massive altercation and had a big cyst under its jaw up to its eye. And I sent Nick a photo of it. And you actually believed that her husband had to give it a blood transplant. Well, you said that they and can you, actually you, use human blood on it and that you're, you're, you're actually very believable in your delivery. Thank you, thank you. But uh, your partner works at a blood bank. New Zealand Blood Service. She works in the laboratory, yes. Yeah, and she was in the room. And she, well, she and said, she, I don't know. Yeah, possibly. Well, hey, the thing is, maybe you can. I haven't actually checked it. Yeah, so maybe the egg is on your face, <laughs> shall we speak? I had a friend of mine who um, had a German shepherd. Yeah. Um, as when they grew up in their family, German host is it? Yeah. 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 Um, Where was he from? <laughs> and um, we, he was telling me that um, one night his family got robbed, mm-hmm. um, and they were all in the house. Yeah. The brave burglar, shall we say? Oh yeah, and Very they brazen. they came. They heard all this commotion and came mm. down in the morning. Uh, came down at that time, humongous pool of blood over oh. the whole, um, over the whole kitchen, like everywhere. Yeah, and then they looked and they're like, "Oh my god, he's stabbed the dog." The burglar is panicked, sent all these bloody paw prints all the way down the street, and they found oh. the they found the dog had mauled the guy, and by this stage, um. I think other people had apprehended him or the cops had come mm. or something. They so this is in the away. night? This is in the night. Right, because they obviously would have heard something. They heard a big commotion yeah, and knew yeah. what was sort of going on. Yeah. And um, they came down the street and there's just obviously just blood and fur and shit everywhere. And the dog's on the dogs still mauling this guy. Oh. They take the dog to the vet and the dog's got five stab wounds in its side and it has just still been stabbed five times and it just still mauled this guy and hunted him down the street didn't get him off the property barking they had to pull the dog off Jeez. this guy those German shepherds man are gnarly awesome. dogs eh? they're so cool. sick they're so athletic as well like if you think you're getting away from one of them like the only way you can get over, away from one of them is like a pretty solid sized fence that you can get over and but even, that, thing could, some... that thing could get over it if you can as fast as you can 
Yeah, but there'd be some fences they can get over that you could. But if you're running, if, if you're running neck and neck with it, oh, the thing would be fly on your, up, be on your feet. The thing would fly up the fence and get a good bite on you. I reckon yeah, be on your ass quicker than something. Yeah, I don't know what the okay. fifth bodily fluid. Yeah. We yeah. <laughs> the the thing I want to know is after the big po- when they walk downstairs and everything's calmed down and there's just this big pool of blood. Did you turn up with ten tissues? No. To try and clean it up? I was a guest at the house and I'd already used them upstairs. <laughs> um, no, so animals. Jeez. Yeah. That's loose. I can't imagine my parents spoodle doing that, to be honest. Oh, mate, Toby would be absolutely. <laughs> Five stab wounds. It's like, yeah, be. <laughs> He's well and truly gone. He'd be fish and chip paper. Did the dog make a full recovery? Yeah, still alive to this day. Yeah. I, my mates had a German Shepherd and he's now passed away, unfortunately. RIP Zeus. And they reckon they lost him in New Brighton and he found his way home to Burnside Park. Yeah, that sounds about right. Well, it's just such a distance. A friend for of the, starters. A friend but... of the show, Logan, he used to have a half Siberian husky. Mm. And he lived in Bishopdale. And they got a phone call from the RSPCA. And him and the other dog that was a black lad that was often led astray was good at heart. <laughs> yeah. was still naughty Husky's when it was a real husky. naughty man. And they'd gone all the way to Hills Road and got found and had murdered like five chickens in a chicken coop. So they'd gone from Lose. Bishopdale to Hills Road just put, on this absolute journey. Put down for that? Nah. I think it's animal on animals a bit more forgivable. Well, birds are animals. But animal on animal, not animal on kid. Oh, right. So you know yeah, what I mean? Like you. it's yeah. kind of like it's a natural instinct. The dog's mm. gone in and there. And chickens as well. It's like... Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> we eat them all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's super loose. Um... I remember those huskies. Remember that time we were around there? <laughs> so much fur. Yeah. Well, we, I used to live down the road from two huskies, and I'd just see the guy who owned them just honing down the street in his car, and these two huskies just, like, absolutely oh. fanging it. And he had a fence that would have been, like, a metre and a half high. Yeah. So these things must have known how to use a stepladder or something. A friend of mine's got a hunt away. Um, what and are he, they? They're, like, kind of, like, heading dogs. They're, like, that's what they usually bred for. Heading. Like um, working dogs on farms. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they sort of like listen to the commands and control the pack and all that sort of stuff. Um, He's got one and he lives just locally mm. in um, Christchurch. And he said that he, he took it up Mount Thomas and he yeah. said the thing was just, Mika was just powering out in front of him. They're just walking. Just it, walking. And yeah. he said he got to the top, got down and was so exhausted. And he said the dog just looked at him as if he could just do it again straight yeah. away. You can't walk them enough. Well, dogs, like, I remember when, when mum used to take their old dog around Bottle Lake and she was worried because he'd done his, he'd hurt his ACL or something. Mm. And she was like to the vet, she's like, oh, so like, he seems all right, like walking and running and stuff. Do you reckon I could take him around? Because she'd bike and the dog would run. And the vet's like, even if that dog's in excruciating pain, it's going to run behind you till it's dead. Oh, that's, Like, yeah. which is just sort of like us on the beach at Brighton today. But obviously we're different we're specimens. training. <laughs> we're different sort of specimens. Yeah, and oh, um... If the, he's got a heading dog up at his farm called yeah. Cash who has just grown up with a puppy and stuff the vet came out and apparently he's got a similar must be a similar sort of thing like um, saying in its bones and joints yeah. and stuff just yeah. purely from age and he's like you can't keep this thing in the truck because as soon as you start it just yeah. wants to be out there yeah. so it's like they just dogs just froth they just get so stuck in it farm dogs love good lives yeah like some of them they get hard they get hard treated by some of the farmers and stuff but they run around the so exercise mm, and like, they're used to living out like they're dogs that are bred to live outside they're not like some of some designer dogs let's call them hmm. have pretty horrendous lives in terms of like physiological um 
issues like you know pugs are trying to get they're trying to ban pugs in New Zealand at the yeah. moment because their sinuses are really short because they yep. don't have snouts apparently chihuahuas can... me as the kind of guy that would get a pug actually no way you I wouldn't they're too dribbly it's like when I look after my <laughs> nephews and they've got runny noses and stuff I just and continue I can't stand drool or anything do pugs dribble they just yeah. sort of they're just they snort snot yeah shit. they're like yeah. piggy aren't they yeah well on that note I think we wrap it up for another week sounds good mate mate Ch- good to be back and always good to yarn to you and thanks very much for listening everyone Cheers, everyone.